With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Testing. How can I live without you, Jesus? There is no way.
Just can't live without you. Just can't live without you, Lord. Just can't live without you, Lord. Greeting, saints. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church. Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Just can't live without you, Jesus. Just can't live without you, Jesus. Just can't live without you, Lord. There is no way. There is no way. There is no way that I can live without you, focusing in on the many, many wonderful things that God has done for you, you find that you have very little time to be complaining about what he hasn't done for you. If you spend your time focusing in on the many, many wonderful things that God has done for you, you'll find you have very little time complaining about what God hasn't done for you. That's just a word of exhortation and encouragement to somebody under the sound of my voice, because some of you all have been focusing too much on what God hasn't done for you. You know, what God hasn't given you, what haven't God hasn't. Well, God, well you, can, you can spend your time like that and your life end up being a miserable place. Or you can spend your time thanking God for what he has done for you. Some of you upset out there under the sound of my voice because uh, uh, you live in an apartment, you don't have a house, instead of thanking God that you're not on the street. Some of you out there under the sound of my voice, you're complaining about your husband or your wife and your marriage instead of thanking God that you've got a husband or a wife. A lot of people don't even have a husband or wife. So we can spend our time murmuring and complaining about what God hasn't done or what we think God has done, because sometimes God has done stuff that we're just too blind to recognize it. Or we can spend our time thanking God for the many, many things that he has done for us, through us, to us, and all around us. We give God praise today. We've entered into his gates with 
thanksgiving. We have entered into his courts with praise. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have just finished our last topic entitled, We Must. We Must. And we thank God for so many great revelations and insights concerning things that we just must uh, deal with. We must go through. We must endure. You know, there there are musts in the kingdom of God. You know, there are some musts. Uh, but, you know, again, we thank God for everything he shared. We're going to move on down to something the Lord gave us just a few days ago. And I've shared this with just a few saints around the world. And some of the saints have already said, oh, man, apostle, tell me more about this right here. I said, well, I got to wait till God tell me. But the Lord gave us a few days ago the topic, dangerous sheep. Dangerous, what? Sheep. And we're going to take a look at some of the things God has for us in regards to dangerous sheep. Now, you know, one thing to keep in mind, most times when we think of sheep, we think of a very docile animal. We think of an animal that is not threatening. We think of an animal that, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of uh, weaponry and different things. Most of But, you know, I, I did some studying early today and the Lord began dealing with me and let me to know that there are some sheep out there that are very, very dangerous. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice, child of God, is that you won't just be a sheep, but that you'll be a dangerous sheep. Oh, we're going to look at what God has for us today. And I just believe you're going to be, you and I are going to be blessed today in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. We're going to look briefly at the book of John chapter 10 with a special focus on verses 4. John chapter 10, verse 4, from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, When he, or the watchman, has brought out all his own sheep, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. Just want to look at verse five for contextual sake. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. We're talking about dangerous sheep. We're going to look at capital A in our outline. Sheep know the shepherd's voice. Sheep know in fact, interject that their shepherd's voice. Sheep know their shepherd's voice. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Again, Father, we thank you for such a beautiful and glorious day. The day deserves praise, Father, as we cannot create the day. It is you who rolled back darkness and made darkness go back to its hiding place. You brought the sun up for us, the enormous shining star. You brought it up at just the right distance to keep us warm, at just the right distance to sustain life at just the right distance for our crops to grow. Father, you are awesome 
in this place. You are awesome in heaven. You are awesome in earth. We reverence you. We magnify you. We praise you. We join in with the heavenly choir and sing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Father, you alone are worthy of all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is the day that you have made, Father. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Father, as we enter into a new topic today, we pray for your wisdom. We pray for your knowledge. We pray that you open our eyes of understanding that we may better comprehend your good, pleasing, and perfect will. We thank you, Father. We praise you and we trust that you are going to do these things for us in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray amen and amen. Let God's people say amen. Dangerous what? Sheep. Dangerous sheep. Now, we, we, we want to understand, as we spoke about earlier, most times when we think about sheep, we think about a certain type of sheep. We think about certain characteristics that, that most sheep have. But I'm here to let you to know today, children of God, that, that sheep, there are some sheep out there that are not what you commonly think of when you think of sheep. There is what is known as the bighorn sheep. When you get an opportunity, I want you to, to study uh, up on this, the bighorn sheep. Now, these are sheep that inhabit North America, certain portions of North America. These are not just regular little sheep. These sheep, some of the males can get up to as much as 300 pounds. Bighorn sheep, the males, uh, when they are mating, they will butt their heads together, butt their horns together and, and, and with enough force that with 800 pounds of force, bighorn sheeps hit. When they are butting their, their horns together, they hit with enough force to crack a human skull open 60 times over. Their horns can weigh up to 30 pounds. When they hit each other, when they butt their horns during mating season, it, it's almost like two, two vehicles traveling at 50 miles an hour smashing into each other. You say, Apostle, what you got now? I'm talking about a very violent sheep. I'm talking about a very dangerous what sheep. My prayer for you, child of God, and my prayer for me is that we will not just be sheep, but that we will graduate to the place of dangerous sheep. You say, Apostle, what, what, what exactly do you mean by dangerous? I'm talking about graduating to a place where you have armed yourself such with the armor of God. You have taken up the sword of the spirit to such a magnitude. You are, you are, sensitive, you are so sensitive to the spirit and the will of God that you become a dangerous tool to the forces of darkness. We're talking about dangerous sheep. We're talking about sheep that are not just uh, victims. We're talking about sheep that are, that are not just, we're talking about sheep that can do something to you. God wants you and I to be able to do something to the forces of darkness through and by the power that has been given to us by God. Now, we're looking at capital A and we say that sheep know what? 
their shepherd's voice. Now, one of the main things, you, you say, Apostle, well, I want to be a dangerous sheep. I don't just want to be a regular sheep. I want to be a dangerous sheep. Well, that's, that's good, child of God, because I want to be a dangerous sheep, too. One of the main things that will graduate you from just being a sheep to being a dangerous sheep is knowing the shepherd's voice. Knowing God's voice will, it will make you a dangerous sheep. That's one of the things. Now, we're going to look at a few things about dangerous sheep, but that's one of the main things that will make you a dangerous sheep. When you, Jesus said, look, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. When you know the shepherd or when you know God's voice, you automatically become a dangerous sheep. You automatically become dangerous to the forces of darkness. See, some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you don't know the difference between God's voice. You don't know the difference between the devil's voice. You're not a very dangerous sheep because God can be telling you something and you don't know it's him. The devil can be telling you something. You don't know whether it's him, so you, you, you're double-minded, man. You're unstable in all your ways. The adversary knows he can keep pushing you around. He can keep deceiving you. He can keep supplanting you. All. He can keep. But when you know God's voice, when you know what God has said, you become a dangerous sheep. Jesus, not only was he the word of God, he knew the word of God so that when Satan presented himself those 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, Jesus was very dangerous. Satan couldn't just say any kind of thing and Jesus go for it. Satan couldn't just present any kind of thing and Jesus go for it because Jesus knew the word. When you know the word, you become a dangerous sheep. Understand that the word of God, the Bible says it is living and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart when you know the shepherd's voice. You, you, you say, Apostle, well, how do we get to know the shepherd or how do we get to know God's voice? You've got to spend time with God. You've got to spend time with God. There, 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 there's, no, there's no substitute. Listen, listen to me out there under the sound of my voice. Put this down in your notes. There's no substitute in life for spending time with God, and there's no excuse in life for not spending time with God. You're going to give an account for that now. I'm going to give an account for that. You say, Apostle, what you driving at now? What you trying to, you trying to say? And look, I don't care how busy your little schedule is. I don't care how many children you got to drop off at soccer practice. I don't care how many meetings you have on your job. I don't care how many, how many hours you're taking at the community college. You better make time to get to know the voice of God. Well, that is the whole duty of man. Scripture lets us to know in Ecclesiastes, fear God and keep his commandments. For that is the whole duty of man. You think that you're dropping them kids off at soccer practice or that little job you got or that little, that little, they're taking them little classes at the community college or that little, you think that's the stuff you got to do? I beg to differ. And I'm here to let you to know what you, what you got to do or what you better do is fear God and keep his commandments. That is the whole duty of man. Sheep, dangerous sheep, know God's voice. There is no way you can be dangerous to the forces of darkness and you don't know God's voice. It's not possible. There is no way you can be dangerous to the forces of darkness and you don't know the word. It's not possible. Dangerous sheep, they know God's voice. Now, we were talking in the natural a little earlier about what kind of sheep? 
bighorn sheep. Well, what is it that makes you mess around and run into you out there on the side of my voice? You mess around and run into a bighorn sheep and get him upset. One of them bighorn sheep can kill you. Hit round, one of the saints is hollering round. He mess around and hit you with them 30 pound, them 30 pound horns and hit you with 800 pounds of force. I remember watching and I, and I can't remember one of the saints I shared it with. Uh, you know, this thing, it was funny, but I was like, man, what kind of foolishness is this? Somebody had sent me a video one time online on Facebook or something. And it was this, uh, I don't know if it was a goat. I think it was a goat. And this goat, couldn't nobody do anything with this goat. Now, I be watching goats carefully because the neighborhood that I stay in in, in Nigeria be goats running all around. And I remember this video, and I be saying, look, I hope one of you goats don't start running at me now because it's going to be me and you in, in the street. I'm telling you. I be telling goats it's going to be me and you. In this video, this, these people, it was in some foreign country somewhere, people riding, two people riding on a scooter. And uh, this goat had gotten loose, and the goat would back up two or three steps, and run and round people. Bam! Knock the people down off the motorbike. Two people. Bam! So, you know, uh, people got up and started trying to, you know, walk away. Goat was following one particular lady. I don't know why. You know, I don't know. He just kept following this. Well, one man come out. He gonna try to shoo the goat away, make the goat away. Goat back up two or three steps. Ram him. Bow! Hit him right in between the legs. He went down. Oh, man, people coming out. Everybody coming out, they're trying to get the goat away. Goat would look at him, size him up real good, back up two or three steps, and ram him. I mean, he was rammed. Couldn't nobody do nothing with the goat. And I'm sitting here watching this video. I'm like, can you imagine this now? Nobody can do anything with this goat. I said, look, he's, he's showing you his whole card. When he back up them two or three steps, that's for him to, to get some momentum so he can knock you. And he was knocking people down. He was hitting young people, old people. Couldn't nobody. I said, look, all you got to do, don't let him back up and take them few steps. When he start backing up to get them three, two or three steps worth of momentum, you start running right toward him. So he don't get there and bust him in his head with something. I'm like, what is, what is this goat? This goat. Now, we're still talking about dangerous, dangerous sheep. But the point is here, children of God. A big, a, a big horn sheep can kill you. He's just that dangerous. He's just that equipped. He's just that powerful. I told you they can get up to 300 pounds. Their horns alone weigh about 30 pounds. When they hit you, they are, they are hitting you with about 800 pounds of force. Oh, they break your whole body all to pieces. They are very, very dangerous sheep. Now, you almost don't think of those are almost two terms that you don't even think that, 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 that have anything in common. Because when you think of sheep, you normally don't think of danger. And when you think of danger, now if I said dangerous shark, oh man, that, that, that rolls off the tongue real, real easy. That, that fits. Or a dangerous lion, or a dangerous dog, or you know, there's, there's certain animals that you think of, a dangerous alligator, that you automatically think of as dangerous. But I'm here to let God's children know that we too, as sheep, yes, we are sheep, but we too can be dangerous. We can be dangerous. And knowing the voice of God will make you very, very dangerous to the forces of darkness. Not knowing the voice of God makes you susceptible to the forces of darkness. 
Let's look at what the Bible says. John chapter 10, verse, deals with Jesus, the shepherd, and his flock. The scripture says that Jesus said, Verily, or I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief or a robber. Now, what we have here is the Lord... Always keep in mind that if people don't come into a thing the right way, normally they are not they 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 don't mean that thing any good. If people don't come into a thing, whatever it is, you let people come into your house and they, and you see them coming into your house through a window. Normally they don't mean any good to your house. Why? Because they're not coming in the right way. So, so, you know, always keep in mind that with God, how you come into a thing is very important. How do you come into what you call in blessings? Somebody drive up in your driveway with a, with a, car, a, a truck full of stolen televisions and give you one for $50. You got the thing sitting up in your living room talking about this is a blessing from the Lord. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's stolen goods, more than likely. So with God and with the things of God, God is very much concerned with how we come, how do we get into a thing? How did we, how do we, one of the first questions God asked Adam in the garden, after Adam began talking about to God that he was naked, he was afraid because he was naked. One of the first questions God asked Adam, how do you know you were naked? Who told you? Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you? Not Ephraim. God is concerned with how we get what we get. How do we get our money? How do we get our information? How do we get uh, 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 God is concerned? How do we get into the sheep pen? Scripture says that any man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate. Now, the gate is symbolic of the right way. It's symbolic of the right way of coming into a thing, the right way of receiving a thing, the right way. It, the gate is symbolic of the right way or the way you're supposed to do it, the way that I'm supposed to do it. Now, climbing in by some other way is a thief and a robber. Climbing, get, receiving things other than the right way is symbolic. God is representative of being a thief or a robber. The Bible says the man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. Now, this is because we're talking again about dangerous sheep. Dangerous sheep not only know the voice of their shepherd or dangerous, dangerous sheep in, 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 as children of God. Not only do we know the voice of God, but we listen to it. You want to become a dangerous tool in the hands of God against the forces of darkness, start listening to God. Get in the habit of listening to God. Get in the habit of being, being very, very sensitive to what he said. Because the Bible says his sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, you want God knows each of us by name. He knows each of us. When God talked to me, he called me by name. Robert, wake up. 
That's how my mother He called. He's going to talk to you. You want to be close enough to God and sensitive enough to the voice of God where, you, when, when, where God is talking to you on a first-name basis. Where God is talking to you on a first-name basis. Now, there was a time in Scripture when Jesus used to refer to Judas as Judas. But then there was a time when Jesus no longer referred to him as Judas, started referring to him as the betrayer. We want God. We want God talking to us. On He knows us by name. And the scripture says, and he leads them out. Now, here's the interesting thing about being led. Always keep this in mind. Because the Holy Spirit is always out. The issue is not how the Holy Spirit is leading. The issue is not how God is leading. That's not really the issue. Because God is always leading us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. The question is, how are you following? <laughs> the question is not whether or not God is telling you to give to the work of the ministry. The question is whether or not you're listening to what he's telling you to give to the work of the ministry. The question is not whether or not God is telling you to, 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 to witness the individual. The question is whether or not you are listening to him as he tells you to witness. The question is not in the leadership of God. That's never the question. God is always leading us in the right way. God is always leading us to do the things that are pleasing to him. God is always leading us. It's always, that's not the issue. The issue is how are we following. The scripture says that the shepherd leads them out. The question is, are you going to follow him out? The nation of Israel didn't have to follow Moses out of Egypt. They could have stayed or just chosen to stay right there. The problem with the nation of Israel was not in the leadership of Moses. The problem was in the followership of the Israelites. Moses' leadership, for the most part, was right on point. But the problem, as you read about in Scripture, was that the children of Israel didn't want to follow. Every time they got in some trouble, they wanted to, talking about going back to Egypt, talking about stoning Moses, didn't believe they could take the promise. The problem was in the followership. The problem in the Garden of Eden was not in the leadership of God. It was in the followership of man. So always understand that the problem in the world, people would get upset with God because there's evil in the world. God, well, who is God leading to do evil? I'm hearing God right now. God said, ask them. Some of you all upset. How can God, if he's such a loving God, how can God, if he's such a good God, how come there's so much evil in the world? God said, who, did I, who have I ever led to do evil? God does not, will not, cannot, and will never lead men and women to do evil. That comes from the devil. The reason why there's evil in the world is because the devil is still influencing folk. And people are still listening to the devil. Let all of us listen to God and see how much evil there be in the world. Let all of us listen to God and see how much greed there be. Let all of us listen to God and see how much murder there be. Let all of us listen. The problem is not God. It never has been. It's men following or not choosing not to follow God. That's where the problem is. Because when you and I choose not to follow God, then we choose to follow Satan. It's very, very simple. You choose not to listen to God, then you have chosen to listen to Satan. You choose not to be interested in the things of God, then you have chosen to be interested in the things of Satan. There's no neutrality in this thing. You know, uh, and what the Lord is bringing in my spirit now is that while I was in uh, recently in Nigeria, there's a very big swimming pool at one of the hotels that I like to go to. 
called the Airport Inn Hotel, right there in a place called the Cajun in Lagos. Big, almost Olympic-sized swimming pool. And I love to go there because the temperature be hot. Love to cool off. Love to get my exercise in. And uh, invariably, I'll end up teaching some individuals how to swim while I'm there. Individuals see me swimming. They'll be like, ah, you know, can you show me? Can you? And I'll start showing maybe one person. Then uh, two or three others will come. Then three or four others. The next thing you know, I got 10 or 15 people lined up on the wall. I'm teaching them how to swim. Well, I normally teach them how to swim in five stages. You know, five stages. And once they get to stage five, they've gone through all the stages and they've proven that they can swim in in, in water maybe three, four feet. I'll take them over into water about six or seven feet, have them dive in and swim swim to me. And uh, sometimes, you know, because these are individuals that are just learning how to swim, they'll do all right. They'll do what I taught them and they'll be swimming just fine. Then all of a sudden they'll try to go back into some stuff that they were doing that I didn't teach them and immediately start sinking or, or, or they'll just stop and immediately start sinking. And I, and I have to grab them and tell them, to look, the thing about swimming, you got to keep swimming because to stop swimming means you start drowning. Those are only two options. You keep swimming or you start drowning. Oh, okay, okay, Pastor. Uh-uh. Keep swimming or you start drowning. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? You either keep walking for God or you start walking for the devil. You either keep living for God or when you stop living for God, that's when you start living for the devil. Those are the only two options. There's no third option. Uh, I don't think I'm going to serve God. I think I'm going to just kind of, but I'm not going to serve Satan. That's a lie. Once you stop serving God, that's exactly when you start serving Satan. Shepherd wants to call you out and lead you out, and he wants he want you and I to follow. The Bible says that when he or the shepherd has brought out all his own sheep, he goes ahead of them. Now, this is very important for us children of God, because the minute you start trying to get in front of the shepherd is the minute you are no longer following the shepherd. At no point has God put us in a place where we're supposed to be trying to lead him. Amazing. Got congregations want to now lead the pastor. Amazing. Got pastors now want to try to lead, lead the apostle. It's amazing. Got children now that now want to lead the parents. Amazing. And see, all of that's a part of the flip script that Satan wants to throw into humanity. Get, get folks sent to hell. That's all. Because God's got an order. Wives now, they, don't, they want to lead the husbands. You know. Now, you know, folk, don't want to, folk don't want to fall in with God's order. Now you want y'all, a lot of y'all want a flip-flop order right there. Listen, you better get back to God's order. Bible says when he has brought them all out, he goes on ahead of them. We got to remember that God is to, is to remain our leader. At no point in our Christian walk are we called to do anything other than follow Jesus. There's no point. There's no, there is no juncture in our Christian walk, our walk with God, our relationship with God, where we are called to do anything other than follow Jesus. There's no point. We're about done this morning, children of God. He leads them out. He goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. See, anybody that really knows the voice of God, they really know this thing is about following God. People that people that don't that don't think that following God is important, don't think that being led by the Spirit of God is important, that's because you don't know his voice. That's because you don't know him. Anybody that really knows the voice of God, 
anybody that really knows God, anybody that know, they know that this thing is all about following. I don't care how many titles you got behind your name. I don't care how many spiritual gifts you operate. In. I don't care how long you've been in the faith. This thing is always about following God, being led by the Spirit of God. For the Bible teaches and tells us that they that are led by the Spirit of God, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. The minute you don't want to be led by the Spirit of God or the minute you stop being led by the Spirit of God is the minute you become something else that is not a son of God. Bible says, now we're talking about those, we're talking about dangerous sheep now. See, dangerous sheep, look at dangerous sheep, not going to get in this verse 5, look at verse 5. But they will never follow a stranger. Dangerous sheep understand that, that, that as long as they follow the shepherd, they are dangerous sheep. But the minute they start following a stranger, they realize they are in danger. Let me say that again. I didn't know it was going to rhyme and roll off like that right there. Dangerous sheep understand that as they remain dangerous sheep as long as they follow the shepherd. But dangerous sheep understand that when they stop following the shepherd, they are now in danger. It's a difference between being a dangerous sheep and being an in danger sheep. It's a difference between being a dangerous species. You got some dangerous species in the world, dangerous animals. And it's a difference between being a dangerous species and being an endangered species. Ah, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. We about done today, children of God. I know you're getting blessed out there. You ain't got to tell me. The Lord done already told me. Because I'm getting blessed. They will never follow a stranger. Why? Because they realize that that, that jeopardizes their status of being a dangerous sheep. And puts them now in the, in, in the, in the, in, in the place of being in danger. Re following a stranger. You all out there following jokers that you know are not preaching the, the, the God's word. I, listen, listen, my soul is too important for that. I don't know about yours. I don't know about yours. I don't know how you feel about yours. Let me say it. My soul is too important than to be connected up with some nonsensical preaching or some nonsensical teaching that is not in line with the words of the true and living God. I don't have to listen to that nonsense. Just like I don't have to go to a restaurant. Let me, I don't care how nice the restaurant is. Watch this now because God has given me a parable for some of you all out there. I know you ain't going to like it, but it's good for you. Yeah, I don't care how beautiful the restaurant is. I'm not going to go in there and they're going to feed me slop. Oh, man, they done opened a new restaurant oh, in the swanky part of town. Very beautiful, very posh restaurant. Porsches and, and Lamborghinis driving up in there. People all dressed all up, looking good, beautiful people. And get off in there, and they feeding you pig, pig slop. I'm not staying in there. Well, that's the same thing that's going on if you if you are if you are judging what's going on in a church by external appearances. Only thing I need to know about a church is number one: is the words of the true and living God being preached in there? I don't care how nice the building is. I don't care how beautiful the people are that's going there. I don't care how fine the choir sing. I don't care how nice the music is. Is the words of the true and living God, is the food good? That's the question we have about restaurants. 
You know, that, that, that's, that should be the main question we have about a restaurant. Is the food good? Oh, there's a place we like to go to, some of the saints down in, in I don't want to give the name of the place in Greenville, North Carolina. Place is kind of rough on the inside, but the food is delicious. And that's the only question you ought to have, child of God, when it comes down to a church. Is the food good? That's why a lot of you out there following this broadcast, you ain't coming here. Some of you all on the other side of the world. What you know is the food is good. Apostle Brian it, it got, got, is giving out some good food. And that's my prayer. That if we don't have the nicest building, if we don't have the largest congregation, if we don't have them, I, I don't care about that stuff. What I want is the food to be good in here. In other words, I want the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in God's sight. Because if the food is good, people going to come. People going to come. People going to come. The right one's going to come if the food is good. Bible said they won't follow a stranger. Why? Because these dangerous sheep know that a stranger's, a stranger's food is not good. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. See, see, that's what dangerous sheep do. Dangerous sheep be like, uh-uh, no, nah, no. Nah, ain't, that ain't the shepherd's voice. And that, that's the way I am. If, it, if that ain't God's voice, I am not going to be standing around that kind of nonsense. I don't care. No, I know because I know God's voice. You better know God's voice. So you won't look up and find out at the end of the day that you've been following a stranger. So you won't look up at the end of the day and be standing on judgment and, and God be about to send you and that crazy pastor or crazy prophet or crazy whoever it was to hell. Uh-uh. Know God's voice. See, when you know God's voice, then you can know. Because the Bible says there are many false prophets that have gone out into the world. Well, when you know God's voice as an individual Christian, then you can spot them. If you don't know God's voice, you'll be in there hollering amen to some craziness. Cause you don't, you, and that's your own fault, too. That's your fault, too. Because you were too lazy to get to know his voice. You were too lazy to study God's word. You were too lazy to, to hold to his teaching. So now getting tricked up by a false prophet is good for you. Perfect. Watch this now. If, 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 if I don't know what a good hamburger tastes like, if I don't know what a good hamburger tastes like, you can go outside and make a mud, a mud cake, put it on some bread and give it to me, and I won't know the difference. But if I know what a good hamburger tastes like, See, that's, that's why a lot of times, you know, I, I, when I'm, I do missionary, I do my missionary tours, I get in countries. You know, I'd be out of the United States for a number of weeks. I remember I was sharing with one of the saints. Her and I were talking back and forth on, uh, on Skype, you know, when I was, in, I was in Nigeria, had been there for a couple of months. And I was telling her, I said, I can't wait to get back to the United States and get me a good old-fashioned burger she was like what i said girl i want me a burger you know now not that uh in 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 sub-saharan africa or in nigeria in different places not that they don't they don't make burgers but they're not like our burgers you know our burgers is a different thing and and i had tasted their burgers and i thank god you know but but i know our burgers it's a different thing. In other words, you say, Pastor, what you driving at? When you know how a thing is supposed to be, and somebody lets you try something different, you know, different thing, you might take it. You might, you know, because you're hungry. People that are hungry a lot of time eat all kind of stuff. But you're going to long for that thing like it's supposed to be. I be eating burgers in, in, in Africa and different things, but uh, they're not our burgers. 
soon as I got back in here, I went to Burger King and got me a Whopper with extra mayo and extra onion. You say, Apostle, what you got now? Some of you all under the sound of my voice, and God is flashing one particular system in my mind. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't say anything to it. I watched about two or three years ago, took off, had been following the broadcast, being blessed by the broadcast, took off, went to start telling me they was at some little church. And I was like, I knew what was going to happen, but I didn't say anything. But, um, and, and I had to tell them just uh, just a few weeks ago, you know, because they no longer attending that particular church. That it seemed that stuff that you was hearing was sounding like baby food to you, wasn't it? They were like, yeah, yeah. Why? Because I knew they had been receiving good food. See, those of you all that's following this broadcast and taking what God has given me to share with you all and going out and being blessed and going out, watching your marriage get blessed, watching you getting, your, getting promotions on your job, getting new jobs, because I, I, I know what I'm carrying. Good shepherd know what he's carrying. Watch this. Just like a bad shepherd know what he's not carrying. God's word. I listen out there. You take the you take the word of God with or without me and apply it in your life, and you're gonna be you're gonna be successful because God's word pr- brings success. Well, that's why I try to preach and teach and just stay right here on God's word because God's word will bring success. In your life, in my life, in your kid's life, and it, is, it just brings success. And this is why God instructs us to preach the word. Ain't no twisting to the side and turning and trying. Uh-uh. Preach the word. God said, look, oh, you got one responsibility, Robert. Tell my people what I they, God said, you do understand they're my people, right? I'm like, yeah, Lord. God said, well, then tell them what I say. Only thing I'm supposed to give you all as God's people is what God says. Anything other than that, I'm going to be judged and beat for. So, no, I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to experience that kind of thing. I can do without that. So, God said, tell them what I say, Robert. Do you do understand that, don't you, Robert? I'm like, yeah, Lord. God said, you're not crazy, are you, Robert? I'm like, no, Lord, I understand. Tell them what to preach my word. Simple. Bible said Jesus used this figure of speech but they didn't understand what he was telling them they didn't understand some of you all like down the sound of my voice it's plain as this thing some of y'all just not you're not getting this thing and that's because adversary has got a, a veil over your eyes it's got you blinded you can be sitting in your own living room messing around messing around let somebody catch you out in the street throw a blanket over your head drive you around in a car they could bring you right sit you down in your own living room you won't know where you at because you that you got up you you blind you're blind. It's not till they take that blindfold or they take that blanket off your head. Then you can be like, oh, man, I'm right in my own living room. Man, you could think you out in a cabin in the woods somewhere long as they got you, long as they got you blindfolded. And see, that's what the adversary do. He wants to blindfold you. He wants to blindfold me so that we don't, we, we don't know where we're at. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know how. We, 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 we don't know nothing when you're blinded. And this is why God wants to give sight to the blind, not just physically blind children of God, spiritually. God wants to unstop deaf ears. Not not just physically deaf. When you ain't trying to hear God's way of doing a thing, you ain't listening, you don't want to listen to that, you want to, you're deaf. Spiritually. When you can't see things spiritually, then you're spiritually blind. When you won't talk God's word, then you you spiritually, you're dumb. 
blind, deaf, and dumb. You can be that physically, and you can be that spiritually. May God deliver us from each of those three today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Jesus used this as a spirit, uh, figure of speech. The Bible says, but they didn't understand what he was telling them. They didn't understand. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that, in, uh, that wisdom is supreme, or the principal thing. That in all thy getting, get an understanding. This is, what, this is what the teaching of the word of God is all about. It's all about you and I gaining an understanding of what God is talking about. So we don't be making mistakes. So we don't be keep messing up over and over and over. So that we can be dangerous sheep. Dangerous sheep understand what's going on. They understand what God is talking about. They understand how God wants children raised. Dangerous sheep understand how they want pastors to lead congregation. Dangerous sheep understand how, how God wants congregation members to give to the church. Dangerous sheep understand. Dangerous sheep understand. See, some of you all out there so blind, you don't even realize that, that your scarcity in giving to the work of the ministry, you ain't doing nothing but planting souls of, planting seeds of scarcity for your future. Because God going to make sure you, however you treat the church, God going to make sure you feel that at some point, at some juncture. However you treat the church, because the church is the body of Christ. Some of y'all ain't got that. The church is the body of Christ. So what you do to the church, that's what you do to God. And God going to make sure you feel that. Oh, I done seen individuals don't want to have do, don't want to have give to the church. God fix it up so then they don't hardly get nothing. You don't want to give nothing to the church. God fix it up so you now you ain't getting nothing. How it feel? Part of the reason why the apostle Paul had to suffer so much as an apostle is because he had caused so much suffering in the lives of God's people prior to being an apostle. When Jesus met Saul on the Damascus Road, the first question Jesus asked him said, "Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me?" One of the first things God told him through spoke to Ananias is that, that that God has already shown him the things he must do and everything he must suffer for the gospel. Why? Because he had brought so much suffering to the body of Christ. So now he's gonna have to experience suffering in the body of Christ. You gonna experience what you have doing to the church. That's why we want to do as much good and as much positive, man. I want, man. I, <clears throat> You want to be as, much, as big a blessing to the church. You say, which church, apostle? The one that God leads you to. You know where you're being fed. I had one saying, asked me one time, I said, apostle, you know, I'm going to this church, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm being blessed by the broadcast. I said, look, you know where you're being fed. You know where you're going. If I go to Burger King and I don't eat nothing, I just sit down. Then I go across the street and go to McDonald's and sit down and eat a Big Mac, French fries, a drink. And an apple pie. I know where I'm getting fed. I know where I need to pay. All I did, Burger King, was went and what? Sit down. No, I just went and sit down. I didn't eat nothing. I didn't eat nothing. No, I ain't paying that. I go next door. I go to Burger King and get eat everything. That's where I need to be paying. You know where you're being fed. In the natural, you ought to know where you're being fed. And where you're not being fed, and in the spiritual, you ought to know where you're being fed and where you're not being fed. But Jesus, the Bible said they didn't understand. Some of y'all, some of y'all still don't understand what 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 you know. The Bible said, look, Jesus used this 
figure of speech, but they didn't understand what he was telling them. My prayer for you is that God will open your eyes, that you will understand how this thing works. Because the reality is, this thing is really very simple. Really very simple. It's the adversary that wants to try to complicate it, confuse us, have us all twisted up. This thing is really very simple. It's really very, very simple. Dangerous sheep understand the simplicity of the kingdom of God. God God blesses them with insight into the simplicity of the kingdom. So you in danger if you all out there you thinking the kingdom is all complicated. See now you in danger. It's the difference between being dangerous and being in danger. Dangerous sheep understand the kingdom is real simple. Dangerous sheep understand that the way to prosperity is really very simple. Give, and it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto my bosom. You in danger when you don't understand the simplicity of the kingdom. Dangerous sheep. I'm looking forward to what else God has for us in this particular topic. I pray that you all are as well, and I pray that you have been blessed today. In the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Let's get three uh, good questions for the saints. What's the difference between being a dangerous sheep and being an endangered sheep? What's the difference between being a dangerous sheep and being a endangered sheep? All right, question two. What's what a what a what's one of the main things the adversary is trying to do to us? Very, very good question. And question three: What does it what does it mean to be? Uh, physically blind and spiritually blind. Or what's the difference between being physically blind and being spiritually blind? The Lord bless you, children of God, and heaven continue to smile on you. I think we've got some challenges with um, the church website. Uh, for those of you that, that may want to contribute, um, we're going to try to resolve those issues in the next couple of days so uh, bear with us and uh, the Lord will bless you very very well since you can reach us through email at christensternchurch at gmail.com check our website www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash backslash tccc feel free to join us on talk shoe spreecast youtube and itunes and our name is 6pm daily on talks, you call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christmas Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talks you homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you. In Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.